Reaching for a server's <laughs> server's <laughs> service weapon. That's <laughs> like a, we should give servers guns. We should. Yeah, that'd be so sick. Hello, folks, and welcome to another edition of the Late Late Catalyst Show. This time around, we are sans Megan. We are not passing the Bechdel test. Uh, I guess we never do, but especially not this time around. Megan, unfortunately, has left the show permanently. She's helping the uh, Derek Sloan campaign uh, from last <laughs> I heard. We wish her well in, you know, that journey. And uh, it's a tough road ahead. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, I believe in if anyone can do it, it's her, you know? Yeah. 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 Looking forward to uh, that. Steer him to the gates of hell. To Megan, killed by one of our Joker-fied fans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As all women yeah. on podcasts eventually are. But yeah, that's, you know, you sign up for that. You know, it's it's more dangerous than COVID. It's actually more dangerous than being a police officer. So, like, the top three <laughs> most dangerous jobs. Yeah, bravest yeah. people in the world is, are female podcasters. Uh, garbage, yep. garbage men, they die yep. more likely than cops. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, female podcasters, wives of cops, and then yeah, wives of cops, <laughs> and the last two are usually killed by cops. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's it's sad, but you know, Megan would want the show to continue. Uh, she would also want me to issue a content warning right now. Uh, we're gonna swear. We're gonna talk to unsavory characters. Uh, I really don't know what else is on the docket for today's episode, so I'm gonna be reacting naturally, and I, I can't wait. We're gonna say things like poopy and butts. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah, and doo doo. So watch out for that one. We just did already. Check your ears, folks. Yeah, yeah. but dudes folks, only show. Folks, before we get to our our normal programming, so I've been dabbling. I've been dabbling in some dark arts because uh, there's a friend of the pod who uh, we used to have on unfortunately has has passed on but through magic's dark and terrible i have resurrected his spirit and it takes a while uh i think jesse i'm going to need you to sort of really strongly concentrate on this crystal ball that i'm handing you so like jesse might not be with us for a while but we're we're going to channel the the dark professor our our friend yes jordan rodnam peterson i'll i'll start the chant off please yeah of course all right, warrior. All right, warrior. All right, warrior. All right, warrior. Oh, oh, oh I think he's right, here. Warrior. Dr. Peterson? Oh, hello. Dr. Peterson, thank you so much for joining us uh, through the material plane. Yes, I'm I'm currently in Serbia at the moment. You'll have to speak up. The connection's not very good. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. They don't have 5G here. It's much not, harder to commune from the spirit realm. Not yet, not yet. Dr. Peterson, I forgive me if this is sort of uncouth of me to ask, but how did you die? Now, it's not the way you think. Although the reports were that I contracted COVID-19, it was actually... So there was a video challenge, which is uh, uh, I watch female comedians until I laugh. 
Right. And I was recording a 13-hour live stream, <laughs> and unfortunately, PoggerFan98 offered too many super tips, and I had a heart attack because of it and died. Oh, no. Well, you did die doing what you love. Death by a thousand pogs. That's one of yeah. the worst ways to go I'm out. I'm so sorry. I'm. My only regret is that my final masterwork will not be published. Your final masterwork? Well, yes, the video... <laughs> oh, right. It ended. Uh, Michaela tried to weekend at Bernie's me. She had me sit in my gamer chair. <laughs> and then, unfortunately, one of the gigantic piles of textbooks fell and crushed my skull like a little grape. Oh, God. Yeah, that was a series of unfortunate events, for sure. Some say I look like Count Olaf from that. <laughs> <laughs> There's Dude. not a dissimilar. We both have strong Slavic jawlines. Now... Dr. Peterson, so much has happened since last we talked to you. There's been the, the failure of the Bernie Sanders campaign, the rise of Joe Biden as the Democratic nominee, and also COVID. Uh, and uh, What? The, <laughs> sorry? You COVID-19? No, I've never heard of it. Oh, well, you, you just referenced it earlier. Oh, I... It, so I assume it's one of the many maladies that have entered my body since the X-Files goop was injected into me in Siberia. Right. That didn't help you, that Doctors goop. declared that my body was essentially something of a Pandora's box or a temple to maintain the maladies of the Earth. Oh. I've I, heard I didn't that. know that. I've, so act, you, I've heard this through uh, Q, actually. So you had some sort of like demonic force inside of you. That's right. The same demonic force that young men battle every day. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, of course, the force of feminist Marxism. Right, of course. That leads to me to my first question, Mr. Peterson. Uh, were you scared of the Reds when you were near and closer to Russia? Uh, no, thankfully, many of them uh, do not live here anymore. <laughs> they, they all immigrated to Bed-Stuy, to Brooklyn. They're running podcasts. Now it's all oligarchs and pedophiles. Ah. Oh, so you were right at home. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, you'll have to speak up. In Serbia, there's no pedophilia here, <laughs> despite what you've heard otherwise. <laughs> Dean, I know you have some questions. Do you mind taking this one? Yes, I, I do. Dr. Peterson, you have talked a lot about feminine chaotic energy, and I wanted your insights on its influence in the current protests against police uh, happening across the world. So the police represent at their most basic uh, level order. You know? Right. They order McDonald's. They order Starbucks. They uh -huh. get tampons and poisoned hamburgers. Well, I was in a coma. I saw many horrible things. <laughs> I saw blue-haired women putting their tampons in cops' drinks. That and is chaotic and feminine for sure. I saw a 23-year-old man with a communist tattoo on his bicep shaking a gigantic vial that says poison into a police officer's <laughs> oh, <no>. hamburger. <laughs> wow. That's horrible. That it is was horrible. awful. And it's it's a clearest sign that these young men have been feminized. They've been bimbified by Marxism. <laughs> They're walking around with their large breasts and their huge fuckable asses. And they're, they're just trying to, to create and sow chaos. Are you saying 
that the problem with today's society is the bimbification of the male psyche? Yes, the bimbification of the individual. Yeah. It is inevitable when you live in a society that is dictated first and foremost by Marxism, which is why I will bring a gun. I was going to bring a gun to school, <laughs> and I was going to line up all the Marxists. <laughs> Do you believe in Marx? <laughs> That's right. I, I texted Michaela. I said, you've been very helpful. Don't come to U of T today. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Mr. Peterson, I have another question for you. Who will win the upcoming election in the U.S.? Hmm. Now, I've consulted many spirits in my, my time since dying. And what is interesting is some of Joe Biden's family, his his drunk driving son, for example, is here with me. And, and he said, well, it was a lot of Macs and, and Jacks and dudes chip off the old block in many ways but what i could discern is that he believes his father will win and uh then the spirit of joe biden will be trapped inside the giant chinese emerald that hunter owns (laughs) (laughs) and then he'll be inside the spirit emerald kind of similar to the 2000s children's canadian television show monster by mistake oh yes a classic it'll be an enchanted emerald (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) that's what's wait a minute that's who's going to win the election is an enchanted emerald? That's right. <laughs> I'm looking forward to All it. All right. One uh, more question, then yes, I must yes. return. Yes, Dr. Peterson, one more question before you go. What is heaven like? Oh, okay. So I want you to envision this is what I've seen in my time here. Mm-hmm. So instead of a gigantic gate, rather, it's it's kind of like a revolving door because you, you can go down back to Earth. Oh. Yeah, you can visit your family. You can get inside your daughter. Sorry. Uh, you can you can become a worm in the earth and get underneath her toes. Uh, <laughs> you you can become a spider in her bed and crawl into her mouth. Okay. Uh, oh, other things you can do in heaven. Uh, you 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 can become a piece of toilet paper and be used by your daughter. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> you, you can be a piece of chewing gum and be chewed by her. You can become a piece of food and be swallowed by her. Okay. Uh, anything you want in heaven, such as uh, becoming a, a sentient bottle of hand sanitizer, and then when she squishes it and rubs it between her fingers, you uh-huh. can become that. Heaven is truly... Oh. A canvas for an artist to work with. What? That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Uh, yeah. Also, you can then also become a tampon. And okay, uh, thank you so much for joining us, Doctor Peterson. Uh, we really appreciate hearing your wisdom and seeking your guidance again from beyond the planes of existence. We have to send him back. We have to yeah. send him back yeah. before it's too late. Oh God! Uh, oh God! Black oh God. lives matter. <laughs> Black, <laughs> Black lives matter. matter. Black, uh, yeah, that sent him away. That folks. worked. All right. Yeah, what I miss? Ah, nothing. You're fine. Did, <laughs> did somebody talk about Michaela Peterson's feet? No, no I'm just yeah. weirdly hard. <laughs> I don't understand why. <laughs> All right, fellas, have you ever had an idea when you're really fucked up and you think it is the greatest idea of all time? Maybe you're drunk and you come up with like a pair of, I don't know, self-washing pants. Maybe you're high. and Maybe you, maybe you start a podcast. Yeah. Maybe you sniff a bunch of cocaine and decide you're going to teach the Marxists who's boss. Right. Now, the last one sounds oddly specific, and that's because, to the best of my knowledge, that is exactly what happened over the weekend. 
I know you were both familiar with it, but for our listeners at home, it was a blink and you miss it kind of moment. But was it Friday night, I believe? Yeah, Friday night. Friday night into Saturday morning, an Instagram account appeared called Queens, what is it? Smith White School. Smith Smith White White Business, Business, which seems redundant. Smith White Business. Mm -hmm. Seems very redundant. Uh, And then they claim to be uh, representing the silent majority of Smith business students and of course it comes as a direct response to stolen by smith which we talked about on our live show you should definitely check it out mm. which is run by an actual friend of the pod uh kelly zhao which did a great amount of work in challenging and <laughs> laying bare the racist and just dreadful smith school of yeah, business which that account the stolen by smith uh, account blew up and inspired Thousands. many other accounts both within queens and across the country at different campuses which is very cool yeah I, it's actually been featured in a lot of different publications mm-hmm. right? i remember vice was the first one i believe yeah. that was like a major publication that covered it uh yeah no it has truly been like a watershed moment in like social media activism which you can say social media activism uh, yeah but considering this is a like two people in their early 20s yeah the amount of work and change they've actually got done in like a month and a half is pretty fucking incredible oh yeah so this is an account that matters and queen's white or smith white business like notably <laughs> about a, almost a month after stolen by smith well, yeah, actually, uh, did you know what happened is that it was made the same day as Smith Black Business. Yes, I figured as much because oh, I yeah, saw that yeah, pop that. into the feed. So Smith Black Business was made as a way of moving forward with the issues raised by Smith, stolen by Smith is mm-hmm. by being, making more. Uh, more of a positive. Yeah, uh, and like a, yeah. like, a, like a POC sp- space for people. Right. right. You know, create your own space is a lot of what people say instead of trying to make the space fit around you you have to create your own space so these people in retaliation to a lot of what has been coming out with casual and extreme racism (laughs) in in smith school of business at here at queens uh they made smith black business program right it was our art club yeah which was for like black business entrepreneurs and students and the same day that that club was made (laughs) Um, or proposed at least, because I, I think you have to have a certain amount of members before you can even be yes. considered a club. Yes. Uh, Smith White Business that same night popped, popped into, popped our into world. the feed. Yes. Among their oh, very God. first posts was kind of their their goals and beliefs. Yeah, their credo. And yes. their mantra. One of their core tenets, this was point number four. The other three is just dumb bullshit. But point number four, which I will never forget, was it's okay to be white. It's okay. It's fine. Shh. Which, if you okay. have never been involved with anything related to the internet or just been asleep for the last eight years, mm-hmm. sounds kind of sus but innocuous. But if you have been even remotely paying attention, yeah. you will realize that is overt white supremacy. Oh, Jesse, buddy. that wasn't even point number four. That was quite literally point number one. Was that really point what? number one? <laughs> that was the first point. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Starting off strong. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. First point, it's okay to be white. Yes. And so Do you want to give a little rundown on that phrase? For the listeners at home, if you have any experience with it. So it's okay to be white is what I feel is a very transparent and awful attempt to like take normalizing language, like, you know, celebrating pride or celebrating Mm -hmm. ethnic identity and then trying to transpose it onto white supremacy. Yeah. And it's innocuous enough that if you aren't familiar with the context, you can hear that and be like, 
okay like, sure why wouldn't it be okay yeah. to be white but yeah. like same with the phrases like identitarian and race realist yeah or like equalitarians i'm looking at you but when there. you have avowed white supremacists guys like richard spencer uh guys like christopher cantwell guys like fucking baked alaska openly and repeatedly milo yiannopoulos repeating this mantra it doesn't just become an innocent phrase or yeah. like a tongue-in-cheek thing it's like no this is an explicit statement of white supremacy but going back to smith white business this account posted i think they had like five posts they made it to seven before made it to seven. The, the bitter end yeah uh which was bitter because almost immediately everyone was at these guys throats. every single comment was negative yeah it wasn't I, a single positive there was no. one where like they a guy said like oh smith white business is about cocaine and the count responded oh good one and the guy said shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> which is <laughs> such an incredible yeah. moment i um uh, <laughs> i had a lot to drink on friday mm. um and as such i saw this and like just saw red and you know, let sort of let my mind take take me where I went. So I commented uh, something yeah. something to the Think, effect: thinking about dogs tearing. <laughs> yeah, thinking like, about someone getting ripped apart by, by dogs, dogs, no reason. Yeah, yeah. That uh, was... And and then this guy responds to me like within two seconds, yes. no joke. Uh, and he's like, "Yeah, man, like the mob mentality is crazy." <laughs> to which I had to respond, "No, dude, I was trying to threaten you." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that was hilarious. And for context as well, anytime. Someone commented, including a dear friend of ours, who was just like, why don't you guys, if you're so confident in your beliefs, drop your at, like, stolen by Smith. And they're like, is this, a th are you threatening us? Is this a threat? Yeah, they were like, we need, we need to maintain anonymity uh, in order to protect our values, because otherwise we wouldn't be able to. <laughs> Decker, our, our, our values are not under, getting the shit kicked out our of us. Values well, that's are literally what attack. it was. The, yeah. the, the, the bad thing about this page, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but later on they started tagging their posts yes uh with like a tagline a15 yes. at the end so it'd be like this, a paragraph of bullshit yeah <laughs> yeah it would literally say like nothing bird brain yeah. shit it'd be like we're not white supremacist guys mm -hmm. and everyone being like but you, you do realize what you're doing is perpetuating white supremacism and they're like but we don't hate black people and it's like <laughs> okay but you're making a platform for white supremacism and they're like guys but but no remember <laughs> what is this a15 so a15 i started seeing this and i was like hmm jesse keeps sending me this pictures of this guy uh, yeah. We can't say his name. First name was Austin, so yeah. that was the tip. Out. Actually, I think what it was is that was the ad, like admin because there was also a four, a two. Fuck! I believe it was the admins, but I actually do know who the admins are. Yeah, uh, uh, myself and my friend and their younger sister of all people like found all of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, nice! And, like confirmed, we know oh, who yeah. they are. And of the six or so, five of them were just white men. Yeah. Uh, the only other account that followed them, I believe, like its avatar was a person of color, but yeah, it was a yeah. private account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and then they put a, like, it was like a change.org yes. petition on their thing. So it was kind of like, look it, I'm not an asshole, but, yeah. but it was a private account. So of, you literally have no idea. Of those accounts, four of the five linked directly to Jordan B. Peterson. As in either they would have like his name in their bio, like a quote from him. 
uh, one link directly to a video about Marxism in his bio, which ties together because one of the posts is like, we condemn Marxism in any form, which mm. is one of the most hilarious things. Yeah. I'm like, awesome. Yeah, I'm Fuck anti. Yeah, dude, so Fucking cool. cool. <laughs> That's so <laughs> sick. Yeah, that was pretty... <laughs> pretty dope that dude. was one of the most cringe ones i was like Ugh. yeah yeah that was on their first post even yes it was that Our, was like their mm, last point was, yeah exactly we condemn marxism in so so i see a15 and i was like i'm pulling the trigger i don't even know i it could be something else it's just it could not, be wrong i saw a couple different numbers so i assumed it was just admin it most likely was i was angry so I pulled the trigger. I was like, I was like, yo, at <laughs> I tagged this dude who yes, I've literally yeah, never met, yes. who's Jesse contacted me about a few times. I was like, yo, at his this at, person, uh, is this you? <laughs> That's all I said. We did targeted harassment, basically. I would have. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying I targeted,ly no, harassed this man. Yeah, and cool. what's funny? And, and he immediately <laughs> posted back, and he was like, dude, I don't even go to the school, uh-huh. which makes me think, right? There's two the, the ways about this. Mean girls defense. No, no. I think there's two ways about this. Okay. I think uh, the first one is that this is a group of people. He didn't go to the school. <laughs> he literally has no ties to it whatsoever. That's a tough one to swallow because his whole page was about this shit. Right? Yes. And he was one of the four or five accounts that was following this page. Mm-hmm. And some of the people that followed him, yeah. I also know, went to the school of business because I have dealt with them. Yeah, so he was like, I don't go to the school, which is like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the other the other thought I had was, you know, maybe it literally is these people who don't go to this school and they're kind trying to mm. like it's like an afro ter- or astroturf oh, thing I see. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah it's like afrocentrism yeah, they're actually Ra- part brother of the, austin yeah they're part of the 12 <laughs> tribes of israel and they're coming in and <laughs> <laughs> now, that would be awesome now, <laughs> now smith hotep business they'd be I like yeah that, they'd be like we're so against cool. marxism because jesus is black that's right <laughs> and i'd be like whoa <laughs> that's All right that's sick dude i'm scratching my chin go on yeah it's okay to be white and i'd be like ah sick this is a crazy account no uh yeah i think it even using the defense like i don't go here or whatever yeah right that it, was also suspiciously fast for them to respond to. literally immediate yeah, and giving it away there and the interesting <laughs> thing is he follows this page that's getting insane amount of notoriety he's one of four people who does it yeah. everyone's commenting and linking all these people and the only thing he posts in his story is about maple leaf like yeah it, it was about the leafs and their game and he was drunk yeah he posted pictures of uh, bottles of uh of uh what is it called crown royal but not to belabor a point i will move on to the next saga so everybody gets mad at this account instantaneously everybody tells them to like fucking suck shit and yeah the next morning so i wake up the first thing i do is check and when i went to bed they had probably i would say like six or seven followers Mm -hmm. the next morning they had 1400 and i was like interesting i was like it's not with it's not outside the realm of possibility they could be legit so i went through their followers i would say about 50% were just like bot accounts that yeah. had like, yeah, yeah. you know, like Gabby1398 and like no profile pictures, zero posts, yeah. like 100 following, zero followers. So they bought it. They- and the rest were like, charm they look like very happy and nice middle eastern and like okay. indian gentlemen cool yeah. but they also had like zero posts and no yeah. followers and i was like these guys spent i'm guessing in an effort to both seem more legitimate and to hide the fact that they're only their admins were following like a couple hundred bucks to buy 1400 followers yeah, yeah. 
And within three hours of that, yeah. vanished into the night, oh, never to return. Yeah, they got yanked. They were immediately... I think they probably... I imagine they shut it down themselves. Yeah, uh, like from what I've read, like Instagram shut them down for violating terms of service. Hilarious. Yeah, that's what I have yeah. There's like here. open Nazi shit on Instagram, yeah. though. But if you went through four accounts <laughs> following <laughs> to, to 1,400 1400 overnight, overnight. Mm-hmm. and like all the accounts are clearly fake. Yeah, like that's an easy way to get your shit shut down. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, people were commenting and they were like, you can't use Queen's logos. That's true, yeah. Without strict permission. Yeah. And people were saying, they were like, guys, if they find out you go to Queens, you're fucked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, if they can link this back to who you are, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. they can. Because I the, figured it out of all fucking <laughs> Yeah, people. but also, like, if, if a lawyer wants to from Queens, mm-hmm. be like, they besmirched our logo. Yeah, they, they could just contact Instagram and be like, you have to give us the that. admins because this person abused a copyright. Mm-hmm. And it's true, they did. Yeah. Like, they could just, hey... We have a civil case. Yeah. What if they relocate to China where like copyright doesn't matter? That that's the move, right? <laughs> yeah, there. they 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 take a big boat into the middle of the sea. Our little bow tie boy yeah, spins it, junk out. spins it a whole bunch, and then it lifts <laughs> off like a helicopter <laughs> propeller, and he flies to China where he can run the account yeah. all oh, the merry yeah. live long day. So cool. Starts a TikTok. Well, <laughs> well, we'll get we're, to that. We're, yeah, we're getting yeah, yeah. to that. We folks. just want to offer, uh, we're, pe- we're pressing F. We're paying respect yeah. to the cocaine ideation that was Smith White <laughs> Business. It was a lot of fun. Going, lasted yeah. for about not even 36 hours. It was yeah. good entertainment. Oh, my God. Did we have fun? Yeah. My, right. One of my favorite ones was, uh, what was it? Don't be shy at Queen's Computing. <laughs> leak daddy's credit card number. <laughs> Every comment on there was, <laughs> it, was gold. It, Every yeah, single one. Good. It was a banger. <laughs> they were all like... It was just amazing. They get like fourteen hundred comments, and mm-hmm. all of them were negative, and it was like zero likes and fourteen hundred comments. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. But I think the moral of this story is that Nazis, even ones that went to an amazing school like <laughs> Queens, are fucking stupid. Yeah, if yeah, you're they're not do, very good at what they do. If no. you're gonna snort cocaine, like wait a few days before you do your idea, because yeah. it's just going to end up like this. <laughs> Also, if you're going to make an account like this that's purposely made to, like, stink shit up, don't be the only people following it. <laughs> yeah. Have some fucking sense, idiot. Like, yeah. it takes two seconds to no, be like, I love mm, maybe we shouldn't have our names right at the top of the page. Fucking morons. It's so cool. Yeah. R.I.P. We've lost two legends this week. Jordan yeah. Peterson, <laughs> Smith White Business. Truly, hand in hand, yeah. and they will see each other in the afterlife as they are toothpaste on Michaela's toothbrush. <laughs> so folks i wanted to bring up a couple articles that i found uh about china uh china's been china china (laughs) china's been in the news uh recently for a number of things you got your COVID. Mm-hmm. You've got your TikTok. Uh, you've got your communism. Uh, and we're we're gonna That was bars, Dean. Thank you. Thank you. And we're gonna deal with all of these in turn. First, uh, I have uh, an article out of the National Post. It is an excerpt from a new book that's just come out in June called Hidden Hand, exposing how the Chinese Communist Party is reshaping the world. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but couldn't you do that with all like pretty much any major power? Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Hidden hand. 
yeah. how Canada's shaping the world. The hidden hand refers to like a secret kung fu technique, uh, and th- that's why it's China. Was this written uh, by a white dude? It was written by two white people. First, they should have called it like drunken, <laughs> drunken master or like <laughs> crouching tiger, hidden dragon. How China is controlling the world. <laughs> Jackie Chan ladder stunt. How China is climbing <laughs> to the top. <laughs> But uh, our first author here is Clive Hamilton, mm. who is an Australian... Sorry. Clive? Uh, Clive Hamilton. There's only one good Clive in history, and it's Clive Barker. Every other one is like an imperialist or a pedophile or That's both. That's very true. Hamilton's interesting because he sort of cut his teeth and wrote the majority of his books about climate change and how it's bad, actually. This is like mid-2000s, oh, yeah. early 2000s, when that to, was an interesting thing to they'll do. They'll have to move the bunker to a mountaintop instead. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he's he also uh, has a fair number of books about the dangers of consumerism and the fact that our economies are so obsessed with growth. Uh, mm-hmm. Growth. He, he has a book called like The Growth Fetish. Go on. Where, where, <laughs> that's kind of sick. Bro, I've, been, I've been on DeviantArt. I've seen that. He has this book. It's called like Inflation Fetish. <laughs> but, the hidden uh, pump of the market. <laughs> he talks about how our economies, again, just... Are obsessed with growth, but how that growth has not correlated with like happiness or mm-hmm. health or anything, right. which is true. But like I read synopses of all of his books, and in no place does he condemn capitalism whatsoever. His his like main thesis is that now that capitalism has reached a certain point, uh, we should just it should stop, and we just stop like making more money and just give that money to other countries so they can make more money. Which again, not awful, but like interesting at least. Yeah, interesting. Like uh, his whole thing is that any surplus value uh, up to a certain point, that like sort of growth point, should be shipped to developing nations. Yeah, I'm sure the World Bank, the IMF, would do a great job of yeah. making sure that money got there. Of course. <laughs> he also wrote a couple years ago, "Silent Invasion: China's influ- uh-huh. or China's influence on Australia," uh, which is about Chinese spies infiltrating the Australian government. <laughs> Like, I know what he means, but I'm just imagining, like, in the outback, like, four, yeah. like, eight-foot-tall blonde guys, <laughs> and then, like, the, the Chinese spy. <laughs> this is our friend. <laughs> Boy, mate, somebody's leaking information. It could either be Jeremy, Chad. It could be one, it's one of these guys for sure. I swear he's from Melbourne. <laughs> That's right. It's just like, yeah. hello. He's got like a di- he's got like a British accent because like that's a <laughs> just hello friends. I am very happy to be here in Australia. Would you like to go get shrimp on the Barbie with me? Hello, mate, <laughs> Vegemite. All right, I like the cut of this guy's jib. <laughs> <laughs> but he's put out this new book, which is about communist uh, Chinese communist influence in the world in general. So there's only an excerpt here which is sort of disappointing because i definitely could read more but i'm not going to buy the book you're not going to so, buy the book I'm not going to buy the book world events of the past two or three decades have shown that we can no longer take the comforts of democratic freedoms for granted universal human rights democratic practice and rule of law have powerful enemies and china under the chinese communist party is arguably the most formidable um, I'd say America uh, is the yeah, most I formidable. Say, I was going to say, uh, universal human rights, democratic practice, and rule of law. Where Where is that, like, really fucking upended right now? Yeah. And, oh, like, God. has been for the last, like, 40 years. Yeah, anyway. He talks about how China is coming after uh, Western institutions and countries. 
and democracies urgently need to become more resilient if they are to survive. Democracy uh, isn't a Western idea. <laughs> Anyways, continue. Again, this is just an excerpt. Maybe he expounds on it in the book. I but like, it. what does more resilient mean? He does not say. And God only knows what that could possibly mean besides <laughs> like, I don't know, conflict. Yeah. Like, what sort of resilience is he looking for? Head head tax. It's hard to make any government more anti-communist than it already is. Yeah. Like, the past 40 years have just been a consistent trend of anti-communism across the entire Western world. Like, what more can you do to insulate against the great threat of Chinese communism than what you're already doing? Yeah. Yeah, like, you're you're not fulfilling their wishes in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) Like, is it... I guess is it the concern of just other like like a foreign control or is it the actual concern of communism, right? Well, it that's seems a, more like, like it's a concern. I think of it's telling control. that um, he refers to like he never says China. It's always the CCP, right? It's always the Chinese Communist Party, right? Uh, which you know, like and he it, probably it's just more say, like red scare bullshit. Yeah, he probably doesn't say like the Democratic Republic of the United States of America. He yeah, just says yeah, the no. USA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he talks about how the threat uh, posed by the CCP affects the right of all to live without fear. Mm. The reason why so many people in Portland uh, are cowering in fear uh, is because, of course, of the Chinese communists. <laughs> no, it's President Xi Jinping. Yeah, you know, he's orchestrated this. Yeah, right did thing. you see him launch tear gas on those? <laughs> yeah. right, on those protests? Did you see the Chinese communist forces not be able to figure out how to stop a shield wall? Yeah. He talks about how Western democracy is affected, but then uh, here's the quote that got me. When publishers, filmmakers, and theater managers decide to censor opinions that might hurt the feelings of Chinese people, (laughs) free speech is denied. A simple tweet that upsets Beijing can cost someone their job. Buddy. Well, I guess if you're working with Beijing, first of all. But also, like, it's... Anyways, what's no, your it, point? Like, what the fuck is he what's talking? Because he's like, oh, democracy is under threat. Freedom of speech is being denied. These are companies that just want to sell shit to yeah. people in China. That It's not censorship. No. They can say whatever they want. It's also not the government making it illegal for you to be mean to Chinese people. Yeah. It's it's companies being like, this looks terrible for our brand. Did I exactly. ever tell you guys the full story of the company I work for and their policy towards Chinese tourism? No. Okay. This is related because of the quote-unquote sensitivity training we were given, which was chaired by a a large bald man, very Mm -hmm. white, uh, Big Bob is how he introduced himself. Awesome. (laughs) At which point I knew this was going to be trouble. That's nice and sensitive. (laughs) So he said that we should be taking active steps towards making Chinese guests feel more comfortable in our space, which Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. However, to facilitate this, he offered a couple key suggestions he gave you some funny hats to wear so put he, chopsticks in your he mouth. made sure <laughs> to teach us how to say ni hao okay and he's you know how to say ni you know how to say how you know how to greet our guests <laughs> and i was like oh, that's a bad start <laughs> that's i think odd. that he cool. also yeah, then said sick. at your tourism site make sure you have hot water available in case they want to have ramen or tea he says we'll make sure that every every site has has ramen upstairs in the staff room. So okay, if you need to accommodate, and I am dead serious. That's a little much. Because we had packs of ramen upstairs in the staff room. He also then said, if you think someone's from mainland China, go up to them and say, ni hao. 
to which I went. <gasps> <laughs> if you see someone Chinese, just just say ni hao. Imagine how much better they'll feel. And then well, they probably God. they might not. They might not. Uh, <laughs> Someone's I will, from Toronto. I have worked come up there with a big ni hao. for years, and I have never once approached one of the many Asian people that come to my place of business and said ni hao. Nor have I offered them you're ramen. Fo- you're, wait, you're not following your boss's <laughs> yeah. orders? What the hell? Uh, Big Bob was fired the next year. <laughs> oh, okay. And I uh, think it was entirely because they tried to promote the year of Chinese tourism that failed so spectacularly, they lost like hundreds of thousands <laughs> <Yeah>. of dollars. <laughs> it, like, here's the thing about Clive's uh, statement, though, on like freedom of speech being denied because all these like massive corporations and Hollywood movie studios don't want people uh, to are be making uh, are, are they, they are censoring opinions and making films that uh, you know have Chinese people in them. Yeah, tra- uh, Transformers <laughs> is at least famously the funniest one where they literally have a character yeah. that's in like thirty seconds just so they can market the movie in China. Yeah, it's just a female fighter pilot. I think no, it's it's a huge thing. But the problem that you have here. It's not freedom of speech being denied. It's not the Chinese Communist Party that's enforcing this. It's <laughs> capitalism, buddy. It's the fact that there's a lot of people yeah. in China to sell a movie Why would to. you think yeah, exactly. that the Chinese communists are like, ah, yes, Michael Bay, the greatest propagandist of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this woman in here for 30 seconds. Like, in fairness, Michael Bay is one of the greatest propagandists of all time. Yeah, not a, a joke. He makes movies about hot broads. And yeah, the and the military. Yeah. yeah, and hot dogs and stuff. <laughs> probably <laughs> that's right i like to think that yeah you're right it is capitalism that's perpetuating this it's just it's the same thing like trying to appeal to an indian market in professional wrestling say, famously just... they had one uh indian born performer on the roster who sucked shit and they, they basically encouraged him to take a whole bunch of steroids and then made him world champion for a tour of india that nobody went to yeah because <laughs> it turns out a lot of Indian people don't like being pandered to. They just want to see the people that they like right. and not some guy with back knee who's I was like 400 say, pounds. What, what it comes down to isn't that the Chinese Communist Party is censoring people specifically. It's that these corporations don't want to be tied to racist ideologies. And also, like you said, like it's it, it has to do with capital for sure, but it's just like general globalization of the market. Like, you have to realize that your market is international now. Yeah. yeah. And, like, specifically that not even, like, the market is international, but, like, in order to make the most profit, you have to appeal to China. It, like, the U.S. is no longer, like, the be-all, yeah. end-all for entertainment consumption. Yeah. And not not every single piece of media is created with a U.S. audience in mind anymore. Right. And for a lot of people who grew up watching cowboy movies, that is extremely threatening and scary. Just put your John Wayne back on. It's fine. I know. Drink your hot water, eat some ramen. It's chill. (laughs) Join the new wave, baby. John Wayne tried to appeal to the... (laughs) He did. To Asians and Asian Americans. Famously, he tried to get inside their shoes and their skin Mm -hmm. in Temujin, the Conqueror. So cool. If you're unfamiliar, John Wayne... Of cowboy, he plays fame. Genghis Khan. He does play Genghis Khan, and uh, no, he, yes, I'm 100. percent You serious. haven't seen this movie, and one it's of the so good. One of the funniest things about The Conqueror is that it was filmed in like the Nevada desert in the 1950s, mm-hmm. and sorry, 1950s and 60s, 
And that portion of the Nevada desert was used for nuclear testing. Which Everyone died of the cancer. sand was irradiated. And what's even fun? So this is a Howard Hughes production. And what's even <laughs> funnier is they realized, oh, we shouldn't be shooting here because the atomic bomb went off. So they moved it back to like either Utah or Hollywood, but they brought all the sand with them because they'd already filmed in front of it. So they moved out of an irradiated blast zone, but brought all the dirt with them. <laughs> and then John Wayne got cancer and died like a couple years later. Yep. It was Howard Hughes, one of, you know what, maybe Howard Hughes wasn't such a bad guy. He did kill John Wayne after all. Yeah, he did take out uh, the great American hero. That's actually who they had uh, in Australia going undercover for the Chinese Communist Party. They had John John Wayne in yellow face, though. As Genghis Khan. They, like, misunderstood. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me tell you. He comes in, you're all descendants. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's wonderful. Uh, This show actually is... Working at the behest of the Chinese Communist Party, though. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. I thought we were clear about yeah, that. Yeah, very clear. Yeah, yeah, Xi Jinping. The invisible mm-hmm. hand is uh, giving me a reach around. And yeah, I the invisible one, hand is like it. the hidden hand. elbow deep right Pay now. attention. No, it's... In, I'm, yeah. Oh, <laughs> when you... <laughs> when something's invisible, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> the invisible hand is a different phrase that means a completely different thing. Yeah, the invisible hand of the market. Yeah, the, yeah that's a different thing. That's of which Communist about. Party China is all about. Right. They're the one with the invisible hand on the market. Yeah, the, crouching, the crouching tiger hidden dragon of the market. I support, we, sal- we salute you. <laughs> uh, I support Xi Jinping uh, 100%. I think he's the only leader with any temerity, any guts anymore. <laughs> He's really I'm going to try and get boomers to become like ardent like supporters of Xi Jinping by saying he's <laughs> against like political correctness. We love the CCP down with the P. That's right. Boomers would love social credit if like it existed here. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, you mean like if the number I go scale? to Applebee's yeah. and then like Trump gives me like 20 Trump points yeah. for going to Applebee's yeah. without wearing my mask. I get an extra it's 15. Like the patriarch of the family controls social credit within it. It's like <laughs> your racist grandfather downgrading you when you say that he's got a bussy at Thanksgiving. <laughs> he's like, give me your card. I'm bringing it through the old machine, but he's old. So it's one of those old clicker. <laughs> 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 Let me run it through the computer. It's like 45 screens and like a punch card. <laughs> That's a better world. That's the world we're hoping for. When we enact Chinese, when we enact communism with Chinese characteristics here, it's all going to be like your Fox News grandparents controlling whether or yeah. not uh, you have enough credit points to buy a car. And we're going to be right chipped up too. That's right. Big yeah, it's so it's so cool. Once you get enough Trump bucks, you can buy uh, hair implants. Ooh. You got to like save up for that though. It's like a Chuck E. Uh, Cheese coin as well. Yeah, it is. What's his face? Uh, Han- Hamilton goes on. Uh, he he talks, you know, about a lot of bullshit. Um, it, it was all mostly pretty boring, but he has another funny quote here where he says, conflating the party, the nation, and the people leads to all kinds of misunderstandings. And this is just what the CCP wants. One of the consequences is that overseas Chinese communities have come to be regarded by some as the enemy, Ugh. when in fact many are the foremost victims of the CCP. The reason why so many people in Canada are racist against Chinese people is because they know that the enemy is the CCP and they're right about that, but they're just projecting it onto the wrong Chinese people. Right. Ah. <laughs> ah. Like, like no one is ev- I don't think anyone outside of China has ever thought about the Chinese Communist Party. No, that's not true. Fuck? That's actually it, like the Red Scare is definitely coming back. True. Yeah, but I, I 100%. Mean, like, the states right now, person. literally every single Bill Gates, I'm going to shoot the 5G tower person is talking about the CCP. 
Yeah. Literally every single one. I've just never. I d- I've never heard the C- like the phrase CCP. I don't. They, I, they, I, I understand. Fox like News. they are afraid of China. Yeah, I just don't. But Fox, it's just China. It Fox News says CP- CCP yeah. all the time. Oh, it, yeah. it hasn't hit us as much though. Like no. other than like Derek Sloan. I was going to say Sloan brought yeah, it up. a few yeah. of those freaks. He's one but, of those like, nuts. The average person has in no, Canada. Like, yeah, they're like, oh, they're communists, but they don't really know what the Communist Party is, and they don't really know what's going on in China outside the fact that they're Chinese and they're communists. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure a lot of like anti-Chinese like rhetoric in Canada usually is just like anti-immigration rhetoric. Anti-immigration and now obviously still. Oh, because of the COVID. Yeah, because the the Wuhan virus. That's right. So moving on to another little China tidbit. This one from Bloomberg Magazine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I wish. (laughs) Uh, But it is uh, from one of his cronies, Niall Ferguson who we definitely have to talk about on another episode. Uh, he's like a bioeconomics guy as well as like a empire historian. Is this a guy who wrote like all those, like he wrote a bunch of books about like war. He wrote he wrote a lot about, yeah, like rise and fall of empires. He wrote yeah, uh, okay. a pretty, like his most famous book is about like the history of money. <laughs> okay. But God. he has uh, a lot of Bloomberg opinion pieces. This one is the most recent. TikTok is inane. China's imperial ambition is not. The U.S. won the Cold War by exporting its values, and China has a similar plan for Cold War II. Like, already, has he been on TikTok at all? He has, and he describes it in because, detail. Because, like, I would not say by watching TikTok, any TikTok is imparting Chinese <laughs> values. What the fuck are you talking well, about? <laughs> but before we dive in, I just have to give a little background on Ferguson here. He's a lizard, and by that I mean he graduated Harvard and Oxford. And he's British. Yeah. And he's British. Which well, is already... he's actually Scottish. Ah, uh, okay. But Ferguson's famous for his defense of the British Empire and how it was a great thing mm. for the history of the world. He once called himself a fully paid-up member of the neo-imperialist gang following a, the 2003 invasion of Iraq. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's what one of those. gang that is. Uh-huh. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Uh, there's a lot of other fun stuff about him. In 2008, emails were leaked where he tries to get his students to discredit an activist on campus. Uh, oh, like, boy. asks his, like, other, like, little conservative... Yeah, his little uh, cronies. Yeah, his cronies to dig up dirt on oh, some no. guy who was causing trouble. Oh. Uh, y- yeah, uh, at Stanford. Uh, so he had to resign <laughs> after what that. A little, like, little freak. And, like, one more quote about him before we jump into this. In the year 1500, Europe's future imperial powers controlled 10% of the world's territories and generated just over 40% of the wealth. By 1913, at the height of empire, the West controlled 60% of the territories, which together generated almost 80% of the wealth. This stunning fact is lost. This stunning fact is lost, he regrets, on a generation that has supplanted history's sweep with a feeble-minded relativism that holds all civilizations are somehow equal. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds about right for this guy. He's He's got an interesting mind that we'll have to delve into further. But before that, the article. It's hard to get past the sheer inanity of TikTok. I spent half an hour trying to make sense of the endless feed of video snippets of ordinary people doing daft things with their dogs or in the kitchen or at the gym. 
I figured out the viral memes of the moment. He he goes on like he's just describing how dumb and inane TikTok yes, is. TikTok was so stupid. I only went on to mock it. And when I saw videos of Allison, the 13-year-old girl dancing, I was simply watching those to discover the inanity of the moment. Exactly. And when I when I clicked on her profile and DM'd her my address as well as a Venmo link for 300,000 euros. It was simply simply to <laughs> grasp the inanity of the meme. And when she came over to my house, <laughs> yeah, he he certainly that was what he was trying to grasp. Yeah, he's uh, friends with Prince Andrew, I'm sure. Oh God, the, you know how like you used to watch Vine comps with the boys on the couch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now you're in Buckingham Palace. It's it's you, Prince Andrew, <laughs> the ghost of Jeffrey Epstein, the ghost of Jordan Peterson, and you're all spread out on the couch, and like one of them has got it synced up to the TV, yeah. and they're just like. Their torso is on the couch, but the rest of their body is like laying off of it. Oh, yeah. And they're just like playing videos together. And that's truly the life like I strive for is oh, to hang God, out with my yeah. pedophile friends and watch TikTok. <laughs> yeah, but he describes how much uh, TikTok is dumb. And then he says, and then I had an epiphany. TikTok is not just China's revenge for the century of humiliation between the Opium Wars and Mao's revolution. It is the opium, a digital fentanyl, to get our kids stoked for the coming Chinese imperium. Yeah, this, baby! This isn't even, like, almost worth discussing, because this guy is just clearly, like, so fucking stupid. Fucking nut job. Like, Completely none, moronic. There isn't even, like, a kernel of truth to anything he's no, saying. It, like, it's just, it's word salad. What, is it, what do they call it? Scaremongering? Yeah, if you watch TikTok, I literally cannot fathom a video, like, watching TikTok on just, like, the main feed. Like, not even the curated yeah. stuff for you, yeah. if you're, like, a cute, like, petite red... Like, if you're just watching mainstream TikTok feed, you are not seeing anything remotely, yeah. <laughs> like, leftist, even. <laughs> well, that's not that's not necessarily true. But, like, the CCP isn't leftist at the no. least. But, I mean, like, but like you're not going to find anything that's, like, that communism adjacent on just, like, the No, yeah, or, no. Or, or, like, oh anti-imperialism or anything like that. No, what you do see... Looking on tiktok is actually a lot of critique of like members of power uh, all across the board which yeah, is kind of well interesting they're sowing discontent in our nation you know by oh we can't critique the government now that's right that's a bad thing that's a bad thing well if, if china's the one making you do it i you hate know? these people so well, fucking no, no like we're, we're all addicted to tiktok uh and it's making us love china uh-huh uh every video that you see it's like is, lays chips yeah, yeah, it's like you you see like a, a video of like a panda shooting down a Nazi, and you're like, "Wow, China's cool." I love China. Yeah, I love China. I love the CCP. <laughs> they hire pandas to kill Nazis. That's uh, dope. Mm. I'm doing a British guy face, which is like kind of when you're biting your lips with your with your teeth. Yeah. yeah. When I see Doja Cat's boobs, that is Chinese propaganda. <laughs> when I jerk off my disgusting penis. That is the the hidden hand of China <laughs> reaching me around. Yeah, it's, that's what he calls the the guy before. Now I understand. The hidden hand of China is literally when you sit on your hand until it's numb. So you touch yourself and it feels like a stranger. They're, <laughs> they're perverting our youth. I think the only way to protect all the children is to have them come over to my big abode where I can make sure they're not watching Chinese TikTok. <laughs> the thing spreads faster than COVID-19. TikTok now has 8 million monthly active users, and it's far more contagious. Just under much. half U.S. <laughs> teenagers have been have used TikTok. If it were a pathogen, it would be the Black Death. Is he saying 8 million or 8 billion? 
He says uh, 800 million. Oh, okay. oh 800. I, I you said 8 million. Did I say 8 million? And I was like, oh, how is it half of US team here? 8 million? 8 million. Shit. Uh, they're an old ass country. No, 800 million sounds more correct. Yeah. But even then, who cares? <laughs> like, How is it the... Anyways. Yeah. That's like 800 million worldwide. But okay, we know TikTok is the enemy. There's nothing more dangerous than TikTok. It is more dangerous than COVID. Yeah, I'm convinced. How does it tick? Yeah. How Ferguson does it knows. Do <laughs> <laughs> you like that? I did. I uh, Cut that joke. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, what is the secret to TikTok's success? He quotes some guy named Ben Thompson who wrote for some inane British paper. And he says, humans like pictures more than text and moving pictures most of all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when I be watching the TV, I'm thinking, yeah, I like that. I like that. When I be reading the book, I be thinking, no, this ain't for me. (laughs) (laughs) Book bad, TV good. Second, TikTok's video creation tools are really accessible and inspiring for non-professional videographers. Translation, idiots can use them. Yeah, clearly Niall's been on there all week. Hmm, it's not for the poorest to use. Accessibility is bad. No. All right. This yeah. is, the film is for dignified directors, like my personal friend Roman Polanski. <laughs> now there's a man who could make a film. Yeah, he, t- he talks more about how this sort of accessibility is inherently bad. Uh, he says, uh, it is an entertainment entity predicated on internet assumptions about ab- abundance, not Hollywood assumptions about scarcity. I have no fucking idea what that means. What are the Hollywood assumptions about scarcity? They can only make so many movies a year, but you can make more TikToks, I guess. And that's a <laughs> threat to Hollywood profits. Right. I, what also, the fuck? Who hey. advocates for Hollywood profits anymore? This guy. Fucking pedos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. British. Hollywood scarcity. That's what they. That's the code word for when they start running low on adrenochrome. Like, that's Hollywood scarcity, which is weird. They should like TikTok. That's like... That's like going to the seafood restaurant and picking your lobster from the tank, you know? Yeah. This is all just an elaborate screening <laughs> process. But uh, he goes on to talk about the history of TikTok's founding and its partnership with the CCP. And then, of course, the recent news about Donald Trump uh, but, declaring that he's yes. going to ban TikTok. And now he just wants to muscle in on the racket is what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. He no, just uh, wants the money, which yeah. is cool. I actually, kind of, Between that and the Mount Rushmore thing that also came out today, where if you're unaware, he contacted like Dakota and was like, look, please put me on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> please, I need this. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, he's like, these are big flex moves. Yeah, it's so cool. Please, I need this. But yeah, no, uh, Ferguson uh, talks about Trump here. He says, uh, Trump made the characteristically unorthodox and probably illegal suggestion that the U.S. government should take some kind of arrangement fee. It's a little bit like a landlord-tenant, Trump says. Without a lease, the tenant has nothing. So they pay what is called key money, or they pay something. (laughs) Or they pay... (laughs) Yes. I love his mind. You can pay in a check, you can pay... Uh, direct deposit, cash, of course. He just like goes off on a tangent. There's many kind of monies. I've been told this. <laughs> There's five dollar bills, ten dollar bills, twenties even. He talks about more threats that uh, TikTok poses. The second threat is the TikTok threat towards children. Mm-hmm. Uh, future historians will marvel that we didn't give our kids crack. But we did give them TikTok. I just imagine. Shut I just imagine. Shut the fuck up. Neil Neil Ferguson's asshole. actual handle on TikTok was uh, what does it say? What TikTok was, threat to children. Yeah, TikTok <laughs> threat to children was his handle. Like yeah. that was his at. 
<laughs> I mean, he, he also talks about how the site has become a magnet for pedophiles because so well, many yeah, young clearly girls. He's, he's chilling. I know. <laughs> he joined it. Yeah, buddy. I only joined after I was aware pedophiles were on it <laughs> to protect the children. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going undercover. When, yeah. I, when I go into the chat rooms, <laughs> you have to understand that's an act of bravery. Here's, here's the crux of it for me. TikTok's third f- threat is geopolitical. For Ben Thompson, who is based in Taiwan, the past year has been revelatory. What's a guy named Ben Thompson doing in Taiwan? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's geopolitical <laughs> in itself right there. H- having previously played down the political and ideological motivations of the Chinese government, he has now come out as the new Cold Warrior. China's vision of the role of technology is fundamentally different from the West's, he argues, and it fully intends to export its anti-liberal vision to the rest of the world. No... Uh, concept as to how or no, it's how TikTok. that's going to happen Pay at all. Pay attention. It's through TikTok. Right, right. TikTok uh, and like videos of teens dancing. Oh, Miss Allison's dancing. There's like that great TikTok of the guy just screaming at every single <laughs> dancing video, which has been in my head for weeks. Uh, no, it's like he's envisioning in his mind a world where like Soon we're going to be moving to like ritual beheadings on TikTok. Like there's going to be like Jihadi John is going to have his own account. Like that's what Niall Ferguson suspects will happen. But I don't think he understands that even the teens that are like socially involved on TikTok are not actually going to do anything. They're just going to make videos about it. Like TikTok is primarily now how like Tumblr, which is communicate with each other since Tumblr is basically destroyed. Right. And, like, yeah, that is powerful. Like, you have to be careful. We've already learned about the baby witches that hex the moon. Of course. So, yeah, TikTok is dangerous. It's just only if you're, like, a celestial being. <laughs> if you're a flesh and blood human being, you're probably fine. Yeah. He he goes on. Bah, 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 bah. He talks about how history is the history of empires, not nation states. And how China's trying to become the next great empire through TikTok. If there's uh, one thing China's never had, it's been a great empire. Yeah, and he actually, he has a good point, well, a salient point here, that the Anglo-American empire is unraveling internally because of three great unsolvable problems. The ever-increasing inequality created by the liberal economy. Sure. Check. Yeah, that's fine. Ineffective government, governance caused by political liberal, <laughs> liberalism. Yeah, check. that is true. And decadence and nihilism created by cultural liberalism. Wow. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't uh, you. I think that's just inevitable in capitalism. Yeah. I wouldn't, yeah. you, that's not one you can just chalk up to liberalism. Yeah. I will say. And you uh, know Conservatism me. had nothing to do with any yeah. of this. You know of me. I despise liberalism. But yeah. like that's not really fair. No. He had me for a minute there, though. <laughs> I was with him. The only thing I could have possibly agreed with him on, and he fucked that up, too. Yeah. He uh, goes on to talk about how in the Cold War, there was this like big cultural battle between the USSR and the states, like the space race and like chess and hockey and ballet all that shit right uh and he's like china's going to do the same thing by taking over american popular culture they're already doing it through like the great wall movie he, he doesn't say that in particular but oh <laughs> what? i was gonna say that'd be pretty like, sick yeah, wall yeah there was movie. an action movie matt damon was in it about the great matt wall damon of yeah yeah <laughs> it, matt damon plays an irishman who is oh, okay. sent to china in like the 1500s as like a sort of envoy, uh, like diplomatic from thing. Ireland? I, yeah. There's, it's him from Ireland and then a Spanish dude. Both go to China. Bro, I wish the Irish, like, <laughs> Irish-Chinese relationship was so much stronger. That, yeah. What a different world it would have been. <laughs> and then they get there and they find that China is like this 
really advanced civilization and they also fight alien monsters and the great wall is meant to keep out Wait, not what? the mongolians but giant alien monsters what is what that movie is about <laughs> what what? That's, when yeah, was that this sounds, released? That sounds kind of dope. I this say. is 2017. Yeah, I figured it was like one of those loser movies that got made recently and just never no. Got it had released. a massive budget, man. Fucking sick. It sounds very bad. It's horrible. <laughs> now, Matt Damon in a movie about the IRA. Yeah, print me. I'll, I'll give. I'll fucking write the check myself. That sounds great. Now, how are the Chinese going to win this cultural cold war? He continues, the tech billionaire Peter Thiel. Oh, boy. Yeah. Use a memorable aphorism. AI is communist. Crypto is libertarian. (laughs) Okay. What? Yeah. TikTok validates the first half of that. In the late 1960s, during the Cultural Revolution, Chinese children denounced their parents for rightist defiance. In 2020, during the COVID-19 lockdown and the Black Lives Matter protests, Uh-oh. American teenagers posted videos of themselves berating their parents for racism. Cool. And they did it on TikTok. Okay. Good. They sure did. Yeah. But that's exactly... Those two things are exactly equivalent. Does not mean anything. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, you mean uh, the brainwashing? Denouncing your parents' right politics in communist China is exactly the same as being mad at your dad for being racist. Right. See, it's the same people that... Oh. Sorry, who's in... So, denouncing your right parents when there's a communist government is the same thing as denouncing your right parents when there's a right government. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, I just it's, wanted to make sure. Let's hear more from our boy. That's all I have. Uh, is he, it? Yeah, he wraps it up. I was sweaty. That, that yeah. hurt me. Yeah, no, he wraps it up saying, like, you know, TikTok is very, very ugly and severing its hotline to uh, Xi Jinping's uh, Imperial Panopticon is the least we can do about it. Uh, yeah, make it a U.S. Panopticon. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Who the fuck is this guy? I don't understand. Like, the thing about TikTok that's scary is that it collects everyone's data. But it's okay mm-hmm. when Facebook and Google do that because they're based in San Francisco. Oh. Well, what, is, what else is there to say other than, you know, relations between the West uh, and <laughs> and China are going to be an increasingly important thing, especially as the American empire falls into decline within our generation and China becomes a world power. Like, we're in the process of that happening. Uh, so th- there's going to be a lot more think pieces like this coming down the pipe. Look, most of the listeners to our show are in their 20s. Don't be on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is the, the takeaway. There's only one listener that's allowed to, and that's because she's our dear friend. <laughs> <laughs> and she's the only non-nefarious person over the age of 20 that could be on TikTok if she so chose to. Right. Yeah, but, but other than that, yeah, please, please don't be on TikTok. Yeah, we're anti-TikTokers here, folks. Yeah. Uh, if you're on TikTok, we will find you. Yeah. Yeah, Love but uh, yeah, we'll see you next time, folks. Tip your waiters.